Let's freaking go. LSU, for the second time this season, blows out an SEC West rival. Final score, 48-18. The big story here is uh, Jaden Daniels just absolutely positively was phenomenal. There's no other way around it. He is playing at a level that we have not seen from the quarterback position since 2019 in the SEC. And notice I said in the SEC. I don't I'm not sure if we've seen a five-game stretch of quarterback play in the entire Southeastern Conference, maybe outside of McCorkle Jones in 2020. Uh, this is truly breathtaking what he is doing right now as the quarterback of the LSU Tigers. I just cannot believe it. And this was another game where Jaden Daniels had to overcome some early game adversity. You lose your right tackle, no big deal. You have wide receivers dropping, uh, dropping passes, no big deal. You keep feeding them. They keep making plays. And one of the more impressive things from tonight is this was not a big game for Brian Thomas Jr. Two catches, seven yards. Malik Neighbors had a rough start early. He was able to get things going after his very, very early touchdown. And he had some big plays in the second half. And then obviously on PHO, I know this is controversial, but we released a short on this last week. I am a huge, huge Kyron Lacey fan. I understand you get the drops. The drops are there. But you saw that after the catch, he could truly be something. And on top of that, he is one of the best blockers on LSU's team. So the truth here is this LSU offense is one of the best LSU offenses we've ever seen. And you might as well go on ahead and slot it as the second best LSU offense we have ever seen up to this point. They are playing that good. They look this unstoppable. And if there is one thing to take away from the Emory Jones injury is this was the best time for it to happen. So Emory will more than likely, I would guess, not play next week versus Army. They'll roll out uh, Lance Hurd, and then you'll get a bye week, and then hopefully Emory Jones can be ready in three weeks' time. Once again, we'll get the diagnosis more so on Monday after all the testing and all that stuff is done. So, obviously, an absolutely massive performance with the LSU offense, but the bigger story for a lot of you is the LSU defense. Now, I would be the first to tell you, whoever you are watching this postgame show, that the LSU defense actually looked good. I understand that they were playing against a not-so-great offense, and I understand Peyton Thorne and his receivers aren't the most formidable you know, thing in the world, and Robbie Ashford can't really throw, but this was a dominant performance, and we saw both Zy Alexander and Sage Ryan put together really good games. So you like to see that. Once again, the competition is going to get stiffer. Alabama likes to throw the football deep. That'll be the next Power 5 team we will play. But the truth here is give LSU a crap ton of credit getting the job done and blowing out a team that was competitive last week against Georgia, or should I say competitive uh, recently against Georgia. It's even better that last week that Auburn was coming off a bye, so they had two weeks to prepare for Jaden Daniels. They had all the film in the world to know that the LSU defense wasn't great, and they still really couldn't get really involved in this game at all. 
Yes, there were times when they were really competitive. Yes, uh, there were times when LSU stagnated, especially towards the end of that second quarter. There were a lot of drops. We'll over. Uh, we'll talk about that in the film study. But whoever you are watching this, listening to this on podcast, we post all the shows now on iTunes, Spotify, all that good stuff. The good thing, if you are an LSU football fan, is the sign of a great team, the sign of a championship team, is a team that blows out inferior competition. We just didn't do that last year, and we were SEC West champions. We are doing that this year. Now we just need to win the game that we were going to need to win before the season began anyway. we got to go into Tuscaloosa and beat Alabama, but first take care of Army next week. So. We start off with the TJ Super Chat, undefeated since Pete uh, came back. So, yes, LSU defensive line, second week in a row, uh, we saw improved performance. So last week they were better than they were versus Ole Miss, but tonight they were way better than uh, they were versus Missouri. I think the big thing for me, TJ, is our, uh, you know Auburn proved that they can run the football. They got a lot of zone read runs versus Georgia last week. The thing that really impressed me about this LSU defensive line is the backups, right? Because last week, the story was all about the LSU first-team offensive line, uh, first-team defensive line playing better. The second-team defensive line did not play well. This week, Jordan Jefferson was amazing. Parashan was really big in that first half. Uh, Braden Swinson had another really good game tonight, drawing two holding penalties. Good night for the backups. Maybe that's Pete Jenkins. Maybe it is just random. But the truth is, the backup LSU defensive line was really, really good tonight, as were the starters. Mason making a few plays. It then lends itself into the big defensive star here, this was yet again an unbelievable performance from Harold freaking Perkins. Perk, I freaking love you. What a game from LSU's most dominant defensive playmaker um, in quite some time. He really was fantastic. Obviously, he had the sack. He was blitzing well. He had some good coverage reps. He stopped Peyton Thorne on that fourth down run. Man, he is just a nuisance, and he changed uh, the entire complexity of this game really from start to finish. And, you know, we were talking about this this week on the Patreon, okay? One thing that I really love to see from Harold Perkins is now that he has his role, we are starting to see a lot of players find their roles around him, Okay, so that's obviously a really good thing if you are an LSU fan. Also, one more thing that I want to bring up here about Harold Perkins and his performance tonight, whoever you are watching this right now, is this. The LSU secondary was good, okay? This has been the most criticized unit. Obviously, the face mask by Sage Ryan wasn't all that great. Probably not smart. Um, the the deep pass that was caught on Major Burns by the tight end. That was pretty much it. You know, we saw Zal Alexander make some really good plays, turning his head. Um, it was just another really good game. Um, I say another, the first really good game since Mississippi State from this LSU secondary. So uh, from from start to finish, the LSU defense. Really, really, really good game. Yes, Auburn pieced together some drives, but Hugh Freeze is Hugh Freeze. He's going to have some drives where he's going to be absolutely fantastic. So, um, 
absolutely positively really, really good stuff from start to finish this LSU Tigers football team. Now, as we always do, um, if you super chat, we'll go straight to your comment, but I'm going to get to hopefully all of your comments tonight. Uh, if I miss it, don't worry. Just type it in again, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll try our best to get back to it. Once again, a lot of different ways you could support us. Go to PowerHourLSU.com to get all your merch, okay? Uh, let's go. Uh, let, let me... Uh, Carver says Harold Perkins MVP. I'm going to focus on the um, the game here, and then we'll we'll get a little bit deeper into LSU's path to the playoff. Um, Yusha, heck yeah, go Tigers! Good to see everyone. Let's go to Danny. Danny, a really good comment here about the penalties. Okay, so as we always do in the post game show, we're going to go to the um, post game stats. As you can see, Jaden Daniels once again very efficient. 20-27 for 325 yards, three tutties, and an INT. And what you're missing here are the drops. There were uh, some drops here from LSU tonight. So these numbers probably should have been better. Um, I felt Malik could have caught that touchdown in the first half, but still another great performance. Not only Jaden through the air, but Jaden on the ground with 11 carries, 93 yards. Another good performance from Logan Diggs. And then you get down here to the receivers. The Elite Neighbors Kyron Lacey show. Now, we go to the defensive side of the football, and your leading tackler tonight was Zai Alexander with a great performance. Omar Spates was fantastic tonight. It was good to see him get his footing uh, for the first time. He, he's not really had a good game uh, up to this point in the season, and he looked really good uh, tonight. Parashane leading all defensive linemen in, in, in tackles, uh, not only with six tackles, but a tackle and a half for loss. Uh, he was unblocked in one of those plays, but still it counts. Huh? 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 Uh, just a really good game overall defensively. Now we take a look at the team stats. And as you can see, LSU's offensive dominance continues with an 8.5 yard per play clip. At halftime, they were at 8.1 yards per play. So the LSU offense actually kicked it up a notch, which is crazy considering that we were just running the football at the end to try and bleed this clock out. Dominated time of possession. The only thing here, 12 penalties for 100 yards. Now, some of it is just a little bit of noise because, well, Lance Hurd committed, I, I believe, uh, two of these penalties. So keep that in mind. And then on top of that, uh, let's be real here. This is an LSU team that will obviously try to clean this up. This is the second consecutive week where penalties have been an issue. Penalties have just been an issue all season. Um, you know, we talk about Parrishan. That was a not so smart late hit on Peyton Thorne at the end. Um, so, yeah, it's it's very interesting um, to see the penalties be an issue yet again. Uh, Jake, thank you so much. Yeah, we are popping. Yeah, it's, um, I'm blessed. Too blessed to be stressed, man. Um, there you go. This is from uh, LSUsports.net, TOV. I'll send you a message in the Discord so you can get these stats. But you can basically get these stats anywhere, ESPN.com, CFPStats.com, and so on, and so on, and so on. Um, we'll talk about Lancerd. Obviously, like I always say, Jesse, you've been rocking with me for a while, okay? Offensive line play is very difficult to evaluate during the game, Okay. 
when you ask coaches <laughs> how did the offensive line perform, normally it's a very macro, good or bad kind of response unless one player is just constantly getting beat. Now, the same thing I said last week about DJ Chester applies to Lance Hurd this week. Lance Hurd has been a guest on the show. I freaking love Lance. His autograph is in our, our background here. Um, obviously, he came in with a lot of hype. He is obviously very talented. You can tell this was his first like real start-to-finish game action because he did get tired at the end, missed a down block, which is a very difficult block for a player of his size to uh, complete later in the game. Um, but, you know, I say all this, he is a true freshman who probably did not expect to play tonight going into it because Emory Jones has been so dang invincible. Um, I thought Lance was fine. You know, when a guy comes in and is a true freshman tackle, he's more than likely not going to come in and just dominate day one. Um, so yeah, there were some, there were some mishaps, obviously some penalties in there, but overall really good. But the point Jesse overall is it really doesn't matter because if your quarterback is playing this well, as long as the right tackle isn't just flat out getting beat on every freaking snap, you're in a pretty good spot. Uh, if you are LSU. Okay. So the truth here is it doesn't matter how you slice it. Jaden Daniels is playing so good right now. And there is only one player who is ahead of him right now for the Heisen race. And that is Michael Penix. That is it. Okay. And even then I can make a strong argument that he's not playing as good as Jaden has played up to this point. I don't care. If Washington's undefeated. I don't, I don't. Both of LSU's losses came on the road. Today was Washington's first big game, and they were at home. Okay? Um, I, I do think Jaden Daniels is your Heisman Trophy winner if the award was given out today. For me. Okay? That's not how it would go today, though. If Washington goes undefeated, Michael Penix will win the award. I don't know the Notre Dame score. Don't really care to know. I'm more focused on you guys. But obviously, Caleb Williams has sucked tonight. So unless he's leading some kind of magical comeback, which he might be, I don't know. He's obviously the best quarterback draft prospect. Um, obviously, I'll, I'll touch on this really briefly, really briefly. I did find Jesse Palmer's comments about the NFL draft to be fascinating. Jaden is only going to move up draft boards. And then a lot of people are going to look back at that photo of him and Bill Belichick, and they're going to say, well, maybe Bill knew something about this guy that we don't know. Okay. So uh, there you go. Now, let's go to Kevin. He, he wants to talk some uh, special teams. Okay, let's do it. LSU desperately needs a special teams expert. Coaches working a piece of it as a side hustle. Okay, so what what special teams unit wasn't good tonight? The only thing, um, you know, did, what they they had like one good kickoff return, um, and Gregory Clayton missed a few punts. Our field goals are good. We've had no blocks on field goals. Big step in the right direction. We've had no blocks on punts. Uh, I think punting's been pretty good. So, yeah, I think special teams is taking a step forward in the right direction. But then again, Slade Roy came on this channel, pause. 
he looked in the face of each and every one of you and said, hey, Carter, we're going to be better. And go back and listen to the interview for yourself. So, you know, they LSU special teams is, is really freaking good. Now, next thing is what are some other things that stood out to me? I understand the quarterback is what makes the system look good. I cannot get over how good Mike Dembrock has been this year. Now, once again, Jaden's running ability makes your offense look a lot better than it actually is. It just, it just does. It's just how it works. Okay. Um, but the truth here is Dembrock has done a really good job coaching up this unit. My favorite play, and I didn't cut a film study for it because I want to just save it for the actual film study, but my favorite play was the Kyron Lacey touchdown. Okay, Loved the play design. Loved targeting the player um, that I said to target in the Patreon because it made me look very smart. Uh, but we'll, 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 I'm not that smart. That's the funny thing about it. Uh, Mike Dimbrock, dear Lord, he's just killing it. Got a few super chats flying in. Good to see Van. Hey, what's up, Van? Our top super chatter of the year. You are right, man. Dimbrock is on a different level right now. He really is. But this is what happens when you return both offensive tackles. You return your guards. You return your center. You return your two best receivers. You got a third emerging. You return your quarterback, get an upgrade at running back. And by the way, Josh Williams had a really good game tonight, the starter from last year. Let's go to Drew. I realize the penalties are piling up, but I'm okay with more of these penalties being from competition. A PI and roughing the QB means our players were in position to actually make a good play. PI, yes. Roughing the QB, not so much. The reason why is a roughing the QB does not change the course of a play as much as like a pass interference does. Okay. If you commit a pass interference and the guy was about to catch the football, we want to commit that penalty. We just do. Roughing the QB, I like Parashan's hustle. You just gotta hold up now. They don't let you they don't let you touch him now. And that's fine with me because we got an elite QB. We don't want any tough hits on Jaden. And Jaden did a good job not taking any tough hits tonight. Um, I probably would have pulled them, though, midway through the fourth quarter. Jared, thank you for the super chat. I appreciate it. And uh, let's go to Van. Let's talk about Jaden. Look, uh, my opinion was kind of set after the Ole Miss game. There's no stopping him now. But I and I talked to Van briefly during this game, but I'll, I'll say this publicly. I wanted to rewatch um, the game before I said this, but I'll go ahead and say it now. Can let's let's just bring up the Emory Jones uh, situation here. Can LSU win pretty much everything if Emory Jones is out for an extended period of time? Yes, because if you have a quarterback playing this well. He can overcome an injury. I wouldn't probably say this last year because Jaden set a, uh, a record amount of sacks. So 
Jaden at this level is just different. He's throwing inbreakers. Um, he's he's throwing on time. He's throwing in the direction of the blitz. I mean, all these different things he's doing a really good job of. I do, however, want to bring up that Alabama has two of the top 10 pressure rate edged defenders in the country. We won the Alabama game in large part because Will Campbell and Emory Jones played really well for the most part. Okay. Um, let's just hope he's back for on the road at Alabama against Dallas Turner, who, by the way, was phenomenal again today versus Arkansas. Um, and with that, we can you know keep our scheme the way it's being schemed. Also thought Mason Taylor had another good game tonight. Um, and we're cooking. We're absolutely freaking lutely cooking. Good to see John Emery going. Good to see Caleb Jackson get some touches. And Caleb Jackson, telling you he's going to score a kickoff return tutty. He's been our best kickoff return t- uh, guy for quite some time. Let's go to uh, Sibley Super Chat. JD5's running is in part and parcel of the offense, not separate, but a very integral part. Totally agree. What does it mean when you said JD5 makes the offense better than the offensive line actually is? Go Tigers. Okay. So that's what I mean by that. Last year, there were a lot of games LSU won partially because of Jaden Daniels. This year, Sibley, LSU is winning games because of Jaden Daniels. Okay. And in turn, that makes the entire team look better than it actually is. Okay. Perfect example. We blew Mississippi State out. So that means we played really well, right? Well, no. We didn't have our best tight end. We struggled at tight end because we were playing a lot of true freshmen. Um, It was our first road game. It was just Jaden being elite. When you have elite quarterback play, you can have other things drag and not play at an elite level. Okay. Um, And it's, it's, it's really been special to watch. This offense is special, though. This offense is really, really, really special. Um, It's a lot different than some of these other great offenses uh, in recent years because this is Lamar Jackson with weapons, right? The thing about Lamar is his offensive line sucked at Louisville. Jayden's got an elite offensive line, elite. Um, This... This offense is truly breathtaking to watch. Uh, how sideways does it have to get for us to 2,000 our way back in? All right, so special TK here. I think uh, this is a question that a lot of you want to know. Um, and I, I just got a message here. Brian Kelly says Embry Jones only has a sprained ankle, so we're set. <sighs> he should be ready for Alabama, so we're good. No uh, – now, obviously, it could get worse, and um, the, 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 this is still very early. But if it's just a sprain, we're we're fine. Now, let's put up um, the schedule here, and then we'll get to more Brian Kelly's comments. Let's go. Let's take a look at the schedule. So, as you can see, the big thing here is LSU only has home games left, except a road battle. 
in Alabama. I'm not so worried about going on the road here. I'm, I'm just not because we got a bye week to prepare for this. We know what we're getting ourselves into going to Alabama. Uh, of course, Jaden's never played there, but I don't really think that matters too much. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I'm I'm really looking forward to this. Obviously, uh, we should focus on beating Army, and Army could be, you know, a challenge next week. I've seen Army play a few games. They might actually have better skill guys on the outside than Auburn does. Uh, so there you go. But special DK, it's there. Once again, this is what needs to happen for LSU to get a rematch versus Georgia in the SEC championship game. They have to win out at this point. They just do because the likelihood of Alabama losing two other conference games other than us is very small. And even then, they would need to win uh they they would need to lose 3 of them. So no matter what we got to beat Alabama and Tuscaloosa. And then after that, we probably still do need some help because Alabama only has one conference loss and LSU would need to beat out Florida and Texas A&M uh to get to the SEC Championship game. So uh, it's, it's very important, you know, to, to, to point that out. Okay. Um, so yes, I think LSU can find a way in. They can. USC losing tonight is huge. USC losing tonight also getting blown out is huge because I do think two loss LSU gets in over one loss USC if they were to win out and win the Pac-12. I do think so. So at this point, you want Florida State to keep winning. You want every team you've played up to this point to keep winning. The Missouri win got better tonight. I think um, I think they ended up taking, up, uh, taking care of business versus uh, Kentucky. And um, once again, Mark Stoops is a fraud. I've been telling y'all this all offseason, but y'all don't listen. I just keep getting pushback. Well, Mark Stoops did this. Mark Stoops did that. A lot of people thought I had a vendetta against him. I didn't. I was just telling you. The guy talks too much for a guy who's done so little. Um, but he choked tonight. He had a 14-0 lead, choked it away. And LSU, their win versus Missouri looks a lot better because Missouri went on the road and blew Kentucky out tonight at their place. Okay. Um, Florida State's kept winning. Ole Miss has kept winning. Arkansas has fought like hell in some of these losses. So things are trending in the right direction for LSU. Your defense played better tonight. So it's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Let's go to Adam. Defense looked better. Absolutely. Appreciate you, Adam. Carver said, thank you, Lord, on the right ankle sprain. Caleb Jackson is the next Leonard Fournette, says Joshua. All right, Jared, you get to pick a topic. Uh, go right on ahead. Now, I'll finish these two uh, right here from uh, Van. Man, Jaden, it's, it's, it's crazy. Now, 
What do I like about Mike Dimbrock's play calling? It, it it's just good. I mean, he he gives the defenses a bunch of looks, and now he's given Jaden a bunch of options for what he wants to do. Okay, the interception was made by Auburn's best player, who is going to be a really high NFL draft pick. Okay. So even the mistake was made by one of by their best player on their whole team. Okay. Um it's really good stuff. Now, one final thing you need for LSU to get into the playoff. You need need keyword need Georgia to beat Ole Miss later this year. You just do, okay? Uh, there, there's just no other way around it. You need Georgia to be Ole Miss later this year. Just trust me on that. <laughs> huh? 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 Even if for some reason, like, the, the reason why I bring that up is because, let's just say Ole Miss's only loss this year is to Alabama. That'd be crazy. That'd be absolutely crazy. And they would be getting in to the SEC West Championship game over us, more than likely. Let's go to Van. What did the defense do better tonight? All right. Let's run through um, quite a bit. The first thing, obviously, we start with the secondary. The secondary is not good. It's probably still not that good. This was by far the worst set of receivers I've ever seen Auburn put on a field. They, they were that bad. Um. But the first thing is our DBs turned our heads on some of these 50-50 balls. We showed better ball skills. We contested a bunch of different catches. Um, But Van, truth be told, when a bad defense normally has a good game, it's more to do with the offense you're facing compared to what you did. This Auburn offense is very flawed. The Hugh Free system takes some time. Okay. but the DBs played a lot better today. Tackling was a lot better. They played with a lot more energy. The linebackers played better. Greg Penn was abysmal last week. He was very good tonight. Omar Spates was really good coming off an in, uh, uh, an injury. And Whit Weeks, who played a lot of snaps recently, he had kind of become our best linebacker by default. He was able to get some rest tonight. And then up front, Van, I go back to, you know, what I shared at the very beginning. The defensive line for LSU took a step forward in the right direction tonight. More so the second unit than the first. Okay. I do think, and we posted this on our Patreon um, recently. Um, Parishan. I'm I'm still waiting to see more, but he made plays tonight. He just did. And the end opposite the Jack and Madhouse's system is a weird role. It's just a weird role. Okay. You you you've it, it's it's not a typical defensive end role. 
because you're playing a lot of head up five technique on the tackle. You, you just got a lot of things you need to do. So Savian Jones um, is a square peg and a round hole for that role. I don't think that that's necessarily his best role. He's he's not really been that good this year for LSU. He's just not like not as good as we thought he was going to be. And I had my concerns going into the season. So now you have a situation where Parishian could say, look, I, I, I balled out versus Auburn. Maybe I deserve more playing time. But I will say he has also been rough at that opposite in role. But both of them were better tonight. They just were. Um, and I'm very happy to see that. Mason had another good game in a row. That's good. Two games. It's starting to pile up uh, a little bit. And Swinson drew a few holding penalties. I do feel our pass rush lane integrity needs to get better, though. I do. Um, because now I understand we got to worry about Army. We'll take care of business. I, I will say this a thousand times over. For the SEC channel... I do a lot of Alabama content. I do a ton of Arkansas content. So I watch that game very close. Alabama's receivers had some major drop issues today. And Jalen Milrow, while he has gotten better, he is still not the cleanest thrower of the football. Okay? What we cannot have happen versus Alabama is – we cannot let him beat us with our legs. His receivers are very good. Jermaine Burden, he might be a jerk, but he's a good player. We, we, we've got to be ready for it. We, we just got to be ready for Jalen Milrow, and we cannot let him run on us. Okay, he's going to get one here, one there, but we have got to keep our pass lane integrity and make them beat us through the pocket. Rachel Lindsay, who is Rachel Lindsay? Oh, you're talking about the superstar host of Higher Learning? Shout out, can't wait to see them get on the road. Let's go to Jesse. He's won me over. Jaden is Superman. Yeah, if you, once again, I don't think there's any Jaden haters out there. The ones that were visceral, that made you wonder. Uh, uh, the ones that got way over the top. I don't know. I don't know where they went. I was about to say something, but I, I'm I don't want to open up a can of worms here. I might a little bit later if I get some lemony twang drinks. I, I'll save. Um. I'll, I'll save that for a different day. But I will say, some commenters, some people that have sent me angry emails uh, saying, hey, you don't, you don't go hard enough on Jaden. Why are they now? I don't, I don't know. And I guess they vanished. Thanos might have sta snapped his fingers and all of us might have been spared and we don't see them. I don't know. I don't know. Where'd they go, Jesse? I don't know. 
There's so many of y'all that sent me photos and actually went to the game. That's so cool. I think I'm going to try and upload some of these. Let's go to Sibley. Very familiar with Jalen Milroe. He's balling, man. He is playing really well. He just is. Now, he's not as good as five, but he's playing really well. Okay. But I'm going to tell you now, we cannot waste this season, y'all. It's a special, special, special quarterback season. Okay. Let's go to Ryan with the Super Chat. Thank you so much. I know the Auburn receivers were mid, but glad to see Sage Ryan have a bounce back game. You know what's interesting tonight, Ryan, is Jesse Palmer uh, is a huge Sage guy. I was like, goodness gracious, he is complimenting Sage. Maybe Brian Kelly and Jesse Palmer watched a different game than I did versus Missouri, but they said Sage Ryan has been steady. Sage Ryan is a veteran, and all I've seen him do recently is miss tackles. Tonight, he was really good. There's no other way around it. He was really good. Made some good plays on the ball. They obviously challenged Alexander and didn't challenge Sage. Uh, the face fast penalty wasn't smart. So be it. Big step in the right direction for Sage Ryan. And it looks as if the rest of the way, our outside corners are going to be Zay Alexander and Sage Ryan. So buckle up the chin straps uh, and let's see what happens. <laughs> uh, but it was a good bounce back game for Sage. And let's give credit where credit is due. He deserved this game tonight. Okay. Because he went out there and, uh, yeah, yeah. So it's it's weird because I I feel like I I've been fair with Jaden. I I feel like, you know, I have been a little bit more sympathetic than some, right? But at the same time, like I I still don't understand how anyone didn't ever think that I wasn't ever fair to both sides. Like when I when I felt. He would miss a throw, I would say it. When he made a big-time play, I would say it. But even when I would just point out he made a big-time play, it's, well, we need to move him to running back or we need to uh, put nuts in or whatever. It's crazy to me. Absolutely crazy. So I'm glad that we have our quarterback and we're cooking. Absolutely cooking. And I did like seeing Jaden slide tonight. Um, so there you go. Now, I know I'm getting a few recruiting questions in here. And uh, we'll get to some of those in just a second. I want to make sure we get over all of it. Look at this. Good to see Mick at the game. Made the trip. Look at Tiger Stadium at night, man. Ain't nothing like it. Get your PHO merch, powerhourlsu.com. Yeah, Hunter, and it's not like, you know, you, you just need the LSU defense to, to – um, to just be killer. You just need them to be good. Let's go to Boris. Thank you for all your support, man. Uh, let's talk to Pigeon Forge. O-line deserves more credit. They do. They do. They were fantastic again tonight. Um, this unit's just really good. There's just no other way around it. This unit is just very, very, very good. Um, 
So enjoy it while, while, while you can. I mean, for so long, we've been looking for elite offensive line play. Will Campbell had another really good game tonight. Um, <laughs> that is true, Simper. That is true. They would they would probably be. They're physical. They're tough. Okay. All right. So the recruiting questions are becoming too overwhelming. So I'll, I'll touch on some of it. Um. Okay. So you guys know I'm not the inside. It's just not my thing, especially when there's a game being played. I do find it a little bit more interesting to 2025s and the 2024s. Uh, at this point, it was good to see Terry Bussey, the five-star athlete uh, in Tiger Stadium today. Once again, you know, I don't feel unbelievable about it, but that's not here nor there. The 2025 class is going to be the one, right? So obviously Bryce Underwood is there. Um, you know, it's that to me was the biggest name in there tonight. He would be the second highest ranked uh, commitment ever at LSU. He's a five-star quarterback out of Michigan. He is the eighth best quarterback recruit of all time in in the modern era. So, him and DeCorian Moore are our friends, and we'll see what happens. I did find it interesting that Harlem Berry was there tonight as well. Five-star uh, running back in the state of Louisiana. And... Uh, he is LaShawn McCoy reincarnated. Now he's smaller, and you guys know I, I'm not like the biggest smaller back kind of guy. I like thicker, bigger backs. Those historically are the ones that are the ones that succeed in the SEC. But what I would tell you is if you're a five-star running back and you exist in the state of Louisiana, we want you at LSU. And Harlemans only gonna get is only gonna gain the good weight, right? So you know, th- those are the three interesting five stars for me. Obviously, there was more uh, than j- than just that. But I keep thinking, you know, Bryce Underwood, the QB coach who's recruiting you harder than anybody else, and the offensive coordinator who's also recruiting you hard, and the head coach are there. I'm not sure if any of them would, would be leaving in the next year or so. Why not commit? Why not LSU? Why not? Why not? Why not go and jo- why, why not? This is how you would want an offense to be built around you anyway. But if I were to rank the running backs in terms of their performance tonight, Logan would be one. Josh would be two. Caleb would be three, and John would be four. Uh, I think John had a really solid performance tonight. Josh was very underrated. He got two tutties tonight. I just love Josh. I love the blitz pickup. I love the football IQ. I love that he's always there. I love that Jaden feels comfortable with him. And Caleb looked really good tonight again. Really good. So, good performance from this running back room. When... Last week, it was just Logan Diggs. He had four running backs. Really look good tonight. Okay. So, 
There you go. Ugh. So, ladies, listening to this, does size matter? Yes. At the running back position, it does. Men, does size matter? Yes. At the running back position, it does. Just look at the history. Look at the history. Size matters at the running back position. And one minor thing that I want to bring up is Jaden Daniels is a unit now. Something else Palmer brought up tonight is Jaden Daniels is huge. He's, He's stocky. Let's take a look at some of the things Brian Kelly said in the postgame. Brian Kelly said that Zy Alexander needed to be more aggressive and grittier at corner. Kelly says he was pleased with his aggressiveness tonight. Brian Kelly said the crowd was so loud tonight that an offense had to go to a nonverbal cadence. Good. But the big thing here is Emory Jones only has an ankle sprain. Brian Kelly said Kyron Lacey told him after his drop, oh, you won. BK said, no, you owe me two. He said he got us two. That's good. And Brian Kelly says his team controls its own destiny at this point. Somewhat true. Also love to see this in the background. Trey Holly cheering on, even though he's not getting playing time. It's always a really good thing, man. But I keep going back to this. Just walk up to anyone and say, hey, does size matter? And their response should be, at the running back position, it does. Okay? Three of our four running backs are units. You've got to make a business decision when you tackle them. One underrated thing about tonight, and I was saving it for this, okay? I feel... My biggest takeaway after watching LSU perform versus Auburn is one very underrated thing that I feel last year we did not do a good enough job of. All right. And I'll tell you right after this. PHL Nation. Oh, yeah, baby. You know about Louisiana Controls. They've been showing us love throughout this college football season, and I'm looking for you to do the same when it comes to your energy management commercial HVAC needs. It is all with our buddies who have been doing this for over 40 years. Yes, that is four decades. You know this Louisiana weather gets crazy. Go to louisianacontrols.com or call 225-924-4990, baby. Let's go. Please go support TJ and louisianacontrols.com. People like him are the reason why PHL is PHL. Okay. One thing that stood out to me, and obviously we'll do the film study tomorrow night, and we'll air it at 8, okay? 
might be a little bit 815. It takes a while for it to upload. You guys know the whole kip and caboodle. So we don't go live on Sunday nights anymore. We just do the film study. Okay. And it starts with an all-night rewatch of the game, and then I start cutting it tomorrow. Okay. I love how many tackles are being broken by LSU. Now, the only way you could truly break tackles is if you have a good offensive line. Because if penetrators are able to stop you in your tracks, you just have no shot. So for so many years, like the Ty Davis prices of the world, we were way too critical of him. He wasn't the best tackle breaker in the world, but he just had nowhere to freaking go. Okay. Now our guys have holes to run through. Okay. But my thing is this. And you can go to Power Hour SEC and watch this for yourself. All right. So I I went on ahead and cut a whole film study in the Arkansas-Alabama game. The thing that shocked me was how many Alabama ball carriers got tackled by Arkansas players in the open field. They couldn't break tackles. LSU, every single ball carrier that they have is an elite tackle breaker. Now, some are better than others, but your quarterback breaks a ton of tackles. Jaden, Brian Thomas Jr. never goes down on first hit. Malik Neighbors never goes down on first hit. And I understand I'm going to be known as the Kyron Lacey apologist. I did the video last week, posted it on Twitter, all the comments. If only he could catch. And then he dropped again, halftime show. If only Kyron could catch. But you know what Kyron Lacey does that the other receivers don't do outside of Malik and BTJ? He breaks tackles. I love it. I love it. I could find a lot of people that can catch passes if they're open. I could find a lot of guys run through wide open holes. But can you break me a tackle? And you know who breaks tackles with the best of them? Caleb Jackson, as a true freshman, does. Now, did he run over another linebacker today? Yes, he did. Okay. I prefer players run around guys and run through them, if that makes sense. If you run through guys, it wears you down in the long term. I really do believe it. Um, but the thing that was very underrated about the, the most underrated play of the night was, was the Caleb Jackson kickoff return. touch, uh, Not touchdown, but the deep kickoff return. Is number 13 for Auburn was right there. It wasn't as if the play was perfectly blocked. 13 for Auburn was right there. But number 13 for Auburn said something in the middle of that kickoff return. And I have exclusive info as to what he said. He said, you know what? I have a family. Or I want to have a family one day. I want to have kids. I want to have a job. I don't have that dog in me. I'm thinking about selling insurance. I'm thinking about what's next for me. You ever think of the enterprise commercial where it says there are 15,656 athletes who go pro in something else other than sports. That's what number 13 said. He said, you know what? I'm not risking my body for the war. Daggum evil. 
And you know what he said right before he went to tackle Caleb Jackson? He says, I am not getting in front of a freaking Mack truck who clocks consistently over 21 miles per hour. Would you do it? If you knew you weren't playing in the league, I don't know what 13's getting in NIL dollars from Auburn, but if you're playing kickoff coverage, you're probably not getting a lot. You're probably getting a burger from Slurpee Doodles down the corner. I don't know. I just made up the name Slurpee Doodles. He made a business decision. So now we got we got players from other teams saying, I don't even want any business tackling these guys. Okay. We're breaking tackles. Last year, we I, I felt like there were times where we just went down too easy. Not this year. Not this year. I love to see it. I love to see it. Now, I'm lucky, uh, lucky to be friends with Jeremy Hill. Okay. And Jeremy and I hung out, uh, hung out a few times. We still talk. And the one thing that he and I always agree with, the sign of a great running back, do you break tackles? Do you push the pile forward? We're breaking tackles, baby. We're breaking tackles. Love to see it. Rari, thank you so much. And cheers, number 13 for Auburn probably has like, he probably gets a free burger like every week from Slurpee Doodles and like a, a car wash and like a hundred bucks stipend a week. He was like, there's no way I'm getting chalk outlined on this field. He said, there's no way. Right, right. Thank you for the super chat. Holding it down in Canada. Great game. Hoping for a fast recovery for Emory Jones. He caught two today. Now, once again, it's TJ points out. If y'all want to learn more about Louisiana Controls, they obviously support us. Go to LouisianaControls.com. Or just hit me up. I can set you up a one-on-one consultation on how to get your commercial HVAC, energy needs, all that good stuff taken to the next level. B-dubs, good to see you. We we got some got some TJ Finley chat going on. Sylvia, I'll get you in contact with the TJ man. I'll get you set up. I'll send you his number. You can learn more about what they do. But I do want to bring up one more thing. And I know I brought it up a little bit earlier. Hale freaking Perkins was a beast tonight. A beast. And we get another year of him. God, Jane Daniels. 
This is the first LSU team to have 500 total yards in six straight games ever. It's wild. Oh, come on, Semper. Don't do that to me. Don't don't do that to me. And that's just it's lun- lunacy to bring that kind of stuff up in here. Lunacy. You know better than that. I don't even know anything about it. I had friends running. I, I don't know a, a, a thing about that. Show enough says I'm six two three ten, and he says I'm I'm not tackling uh, Logan Diggs or Caleb Jackson. I get that. Yeah, so it's a big story. Um, what is the status of Brock Bowers? Honestly, I think he's the best player. I do. I do. And I'm it's coming from a, a Jaden guy. Obviously, Jaden plays the most important position, but I, I do think Brock is, is that guy. Like, he's just so good. And, like, obviously, if Georgia does win out and win it all again, I mean, he is – there's no debating him being the best college football tight end of all time. Um, but, you know, how many SEC tight ends are, are better than the Mason Taylor not named Brock Bowers? I don't know. I think Donovan Green at Texas a could have been something before he got hurt. Um Luke Haas at Arkansas is pretty good, but man, Mason Taylor is good. He's he's so good. I don't get why not every five star tight end wants to come play at LSU. I can understand wanting to go to Georgia because you no, know, they're Georgia and they 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 play a lot of twelve personnel and all that stuff. But man, and our tight end recruiting has gotten better. But, you know, I, I'm so excited to see if, like, Trey Des Green can block next year. Because if he can and we're able to run 12 personnel with Nuss, whoo, Kamarion Pimpton comes along, whoo. Here's TJ dropping it down. Two divisions for Louisiana Controls. One to take care of physical HVAC. And uh, for commercial buildings, the other does building management systems and monitors utility bills to maximize the, uh, the, the, the efficiency of the buildings.
Alan, I don't know why you're you keep pointing out random things about former LSU players. It's one thing if it's positive, but I don't I don't know if you're trying to troll me or, or whatever, but it's just kind of random to bring that up. <laughs> I mean what he's on he's not been at LSU for like five years now. Uh, but yeah, shout out to TJ Finley. Don't care about the other story. Uh, but yeah, hit the like button. Thank you so much. I appreciate that, Pigeon Forge. Now, um, I, I, I normally around this point of the uh, the the live stream, and yeah, Matt Mock is a, a, a dentist. Y'all are just bringing out the most random things. Matt Mock's been on the channel before. In turn, uh, he was—he wasn't the real Matt Mock, but a man claiming to be Matt Mock. Oh, yeah, Shado. He is pretty good. That Alabama game was insane. He was also a five-star recruit. Bowers wasn't a five-star. He was a top 100 guy. Mason Taylor is a year two three-star. What a baller. Now, um, I, I want to... Touch on the rest of the SEC. Okay. Right now in the chat, I won't judge you if if you don't say LSU. I want you to answer this from the center of your soul. Which team is the best team in the SEC right now? I want you to give me your answer right now in the chat. Don't. Don't even hide it, deny it. Just tell me who is the best team in the SEC right now. Just tell me. Jared thinks it's Ole Miss. Ole Miss, Bama. Bama. Oh, yeah, two funny people in here. Dang, a lot of y'all are saying Ole Miss. They, they've already lost to... Uh... They've already lost. Let's go to Hit Stick. Thank you for the Super Chat, man. K-Jack is Lenny reincarnated and his sophomore year finna be legendary. Yeah, I, I would guess Josh is gone after this year. I would guess John Emery's gone. He does have another year of eligibility, I believe. Um, 
once again, that, that, that would need a ruling. And I would also guess Noah Kane would, would be gone. Would Noah have another year of eligibility? I don't know. He's in the same recruiting class as John Emery. But it is the Caleb Jackson show next year. The question is, who is the RB2 going to be? Caden Durham was at the game tonight. Simper says LSU is the best team in the SEC. I think on a neutral site, if it was LSU uh, versus Georgia, I would think Georgia would be like probably like a four and a half point favorite. TJ says, oh, you. I'm still skeptical about you. I am. Uh, it sounds haterish, but I'm still skeptical. Texas result was kind of weird. That game could have gone either way. Cincinnati game was also kind of weird. That's true, Jared. He's not had a whole lot of luck with those. But yeah, I think he would have one more year if he wanted it. But then again, if you're running back, you just need to get to the league. But I also know John Emery has been a Canes guy, a Gordon guy. So, I mean, he's made, he's made some NIL. Mac 34 says he's watched a lot of SEC football this year and he has no idea. I'll tell you straight to your face that it's Georgia. I would I would say it's it's Georgia. Um you know I do I do think Alabama's defense is really good though. Yes, Tennessee beating Texas A&M helps LSU today. It does. Um, you want as many East teams beating the West from this point forward. Once again, most notably Georgia beating Ole Miss. If Ole Miss wins out, even though Brian Kelly says LSU controls its own destiny, you, you need Ole Miss to lose again. Okay. Crew guy says the SEC is open. You're right. Yeah, Tana, I'm not. I'm. I'm gonna wait till. I did see the tweet of him talk. The young man talking to Madhouse. We'll see. 
easily Michael Penix. Who's UGA's best win at this point? Honestly, it, it could be Auburn. Um, but no, it, it is Kentucky. Let's go, Charlie, putting us at corner. Sure. No, it's a competition. It's a competition, Dan. Like, and it's it's ironic you say that, hit stick. I mean, it is interesting. Like, it would not shock me, hit stick, if Colin Hurley is is younger than Bryce Underwood. That would be something that would be very very interesting because obviously Colin Hurley as we mentioned plenty of times, is one of the youngest LSU recruits in the history of the program. TJ says he's super high on Hurley. Let's go to Chase. Aaron Anderson had a couple of good, decent plays. Not yet he had that catch. Pretty good stuff. You know, in that situation, though, you want to be able to keep your feet in that spot. But still... Uh, yeah, another catch as well. It's still the Malik, Kyron, and, and BTJ role. Are you calling me bald? I got a haircut today, man. I cut it short. No hit stick. Him reclassifying saved us because we didn't really have a guy for 2024. Then that opens up 2025 for us. Wife had a great birthday. You say saving, you so you think Alabama's the best team? That's fine. That's fine, man. freaking proud of this team. I really am. It doesn't make it doesn't make any sense that we're this good. But we are in. 
I'm looking at some of these results. I'm trying to figure out if there's a game I really want to talk about here. Um, let's, I'll just pull up all the scores from today. There you go, Josh. What's good, man? Better late than never. Yeah, we just talked about players now making business decisions. Um, I love seeing that, man. Striking fear. So obviously I wasn't able to catch the end of some of these games because I was getting ready for the pregame show. And here you go. I can't wait to watch these Florida-South Carolina highlights. Uh, apparently this was a game of the year. I'll tell you this, Colorado has like three different games for game of the year right now. Tennessee beating Texas A&M, one really a shocker. Um... Just bet against Jimbo going on the road, and you're going to be successful. Man, I don't know. Y'all called me crazy before the season, and I don't like to do the y'all call me crazy stuff, but... Man, I don't know if Mark Stoops is surviving, man. That contract they gave him last year made no sense. And when LSU was like, there was like some stupid rumors that LSU was interested in Mark Stoops. I would, I would have just disowned my fandom. It would have made no sense. Florida State blown out Syracuse. God, Syracuse. What happened to Syracuse? I really thought Florida State was going to just beat him down. Three points, though? Come on, Dino Babers. Washington, Oregon. I was able to catch the ending of that. It happened during our uh, pregame show. What a game that was. Ugh. Yeah, you know, outside of this Washington-Oregon game, not really a whole lot of compelling results uh, today. I really like Pitt in that in that spot after Louisville beat Notre Dame last week. Louisville is going to fall apart at some point. But Duke being this good is interesting. Duke is a fourth and 16 away from being undefeated in, in, in the top 10. Yeah, Keon's really good. Keon's really good, man. KJ, what's good? Good to have you back, man. KJ said, get your popcorn ready for recruiting.
No, I don't think we'll jump that high. I mean, we beat an, an unranked Auburn team, but I think we'll we'll be inside the top 20. I do agree. Missouri winning makes LSU look really good, and they, they won in dominant fashion. Once again, Elijah Drinkowitz, Blake Baker, they can coach. You can make a case say they should have beat us last week. But we have Jaden freaking Daniels, so it doesn't matter. All right, let me ask you guys. Do y'all want the music references in the film study tomorrow? I could put them in. Some of you said you liked them. Okay. We had Justin Timberlake on our thumbnail. We have One Direction, Casey and JoJo, Outcast. Y'all let me know if y'all want them. I'll, I'll force them in there. I'll RG3 those mother effers in there. They, Sibs, I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. Sibs was like, look, I can't let you run your mouth. And not and and not talk about your old friend Mac Brown. Mac's doing it big, man. The fighting Drake Mays can play. Drake May said tonight, hey, not Caleb Williams. I am the real number one overall pick. Tulane is a real LSU. Sure, Hunter. Sure. That was a good win from, the, from them this past weekend. I had... I really like Memphis plus four, and they got backdoored. Ooh. Ooh. John, ain't no way John's coming in. I know John went to the game. Him and Ron, I know y'all were just freaking going ham tonight. Mm. We got to sit together again this year. Y'all are just too much fun. My wife couldn't quit talking about you. She was like, you know, John and Ron are so daggum funny. Mm. Man. You ever wonder why the music gets you high? I love it, man. Let's go. The Master Blaster went to the game, and he didn't send me any photos. A little height. C.J. Jackson, the four-star edge. There are rumors that he committed to LSU, and there is a video. I did see it when I was going through it. You got the Herb Jones thing going on here. 
I thought that's who that was. I hope so. We can use some edge rushers. In the all around me animosity. Forbes, Forbes is trying to get in touch with Jared A. Hit him up, Forbes. I got Jared A's number. I'll send it to you. This must be pop. No, he did not, Forbes. I, I swear. I don't think Mark Stoops is a bad coach. I just get tired of people telling me how great he is. Okay? The dude isn't that great. Like, if you really want to break down what he did at Kentucky, it had more to do with what happened to everybody else. Okay? It's it's just go look at the timeline of everything. Okay? He had every last thing go his way. All right? So we'll go th- we'll go through each and every one of them. He didn't really start winning at Kentucky until 2016. What happened in 2015? Steve Spurrier left South Carolina. That's a team that they play every year. Missouri lost freaking Gary Pinkle. And if you don't know who Gary Pinkle is, you're not a real SEC fan. The guy was the best coach in the SEC for a good two or three year period. He was taking freaking Missouri to the SEC championship game. Now think about that. Think about whoever you are right now. Imagine taking Missouri now. Missouri's team is good now, but do you do you, could you envision them going to the SEC championship game? Okay. And Tennessee had Jeremy Pruitt and freaking um come on, the guy who coaches at Arizona State now, who sucks. Uh maybe the worst coach ever in the SEC. Um, and we credit him for winning during that period when all those coaches left. Bobby Petrino left Louisville. Satterfield wasn't that great. Okay. And now that everybody's hired good coaches in the East, it is clear that he's the worst coach in the East now. But nobody wanted to hear that this offseason. I tried to tell you. There is nothing, nothing that I was more convicted about. And the, the truth is, I actually bet Kentucky over their win total this year because their schedule was so soft. Now, I shouldn't even have bet that. Okay. But Stoops, everyone talks about the 2016 era to the 2022 era. And he had two 10-win seasons. Those 10-win 10, 10 seasons are so flawed. The 2018 team was really good. I'll give him credit. And that was a Matt House team. The 2021 10-win season, they beat one team with a winning record. One team. No, um, the coach that was with – come on, he coaches at Arkansas State now. I'm not saying Stoops is the worst coach in the SEC. Come on. Um, uh, Butch Jones. Okay. I had to Google it. No one could help me out there. Butch Jones. 
So he coached his entire Kentucky tenure, has been mostly Butch Jones, um, Jeremy Pruitt, the worst coaches at Tennessee. Then uh, he missed Gary Pinkle uh, for his prime years. He missed Steve Spurrier for his prime years. If those two guys are still coaching, I guarantee you, you would not look at Mark Stoops the same way. And he had a cross-division rival in Mississippi State. Okay, so he had the easiest cross division rival you can have out of all the e-schools. Okay, I said Arizona State. No, my bad. I'm at Arkansas State. That's my fault. Arkansas State. I said Arizona State. My bad. Yeah, Arizona's coach is Jed Fish, who's actually coaching a hell of a team. Uh, a hell of a they. They had the probably the one of the most impressive wins today. I mean, they blew the brakes off of Washington State. Uh, but yeah, you know, when you actually go look, I always go back to this with Kentucky and, and Mark Stoops. They never, during the Mark Stoops tenure, they've never had an SEC strength of schedule inside the top 10, ever. Okay. And annually, their strength of schedule was worse than every team in the Big 12. That happened three times. Every team in the ACC, that happened three times. Every team in the Big 10, I think that happened twice, where their strength of schedule was weaker than all the teams in there. Okay. But the truth is, he's done a good job. But to say he's done a great job... For me, if you are a great coach, all right, I define great coaches as coaches who have great wins. I don't give a rip if you beat South Carolina 13 to 10. I don't care. I can beat South Carolina 13 to 10 with Will Muschamp on the other sideline. Are you someone that can be competitive against the big dogs? Every year they get blown out by Georgia. Every year, they get blown out by Georgia. You know who doesn't get blown out by Georgia? South Carolina. South Carolina played them tough this year. South Carolina. Okay? So what? He beat Florida a few weeks ago. So what? Florida sucks on the road. So, um... This is my point. I expect them to beat Missouri. I I don't expect them to get blown out by Missouri on their home field coming off a loss. And if I increase your pay to $9 million a season, I don't want you to lose to Vanderbilt the next day. That's what happened last year. I want you to show a pulse versus Georgia. Shane Beamer has shown me something. Now, he should have fired his D.C. before the season, but now it's too late. Oh, me? Mm. Uh, We got a game ball.
Can you guess in the chat who got the game ball? Can you guess it? Who got the game ball tonight from Brian Kelly? Hayden got it. Perk. Look at that. There he is. The guy who ran on the field. <laughs> Gotta love it. Is that the Ovon? Yeah, Josh, it's a good question. I, what I would wonder is, is that not worth like a sponsorship for someone to go run out there? Like, let me, let me ask you this. Would you, let's just say some business walks up to you and says, hey, I'm giving you I don't know, 400 bucks to, to go run, go charge the field. I don't know any of you would do it for 400. Mike, Mike was in the building tonight. Josh said he'd do it for 20. I don't know if I'd do it for 20. <laughs> Simper said 40K. Brian, age is just a number, man. Yeah, don't do that, Forbes. Don't do that. Do you ever wonder why?
There we go. I'll show you this from LSU football. That's good. Uh, uh, it's all about having fun and winning. Okay. So this is via Jacques Doucet. For those that missed it. I, I don't think this is a full version. Uh, you can't get turf monstered, though. You can't get turf monstered. just like everybody else. Do you go to they pierce to the to the barstool thing? I kind of want to go to the Alabama game. Jared, I know you're going. Hmm. Who am I crashing with? DRC's like, I'm too big time for y'all, man. But DRC, I, if you want, if you're with some powerful vendor, rock some PHL merch, man. Tell them about your favorite LSU YouTuber. Uh, it's just a sprain. We think. 
Beta DRC. Rocket. Send send me a bunch of photos. We put Mick on here earlier. Yeah, Caleb, man. Just so crazy. All right, show enough. We'll see you in the Discord tomorrow. Who cares, DRC? Don, man. The, 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 the PHL FSU legend. Don, I got I, I to gotta be real, man. You better thank us for Keon Coleman. It was our food. It was our water that made Keon Coleman the specimen that he is today. That catch today was... Jarvis Landry like, like, <laughs> he is so freaking good, man. I think at this point, it's down to Malik, Keon, and Marvin for the Belinikov. But I guess now that Johnny Wilson is is out, I don't know how severe it is. You would think Keon is going to just keep getting more targets more than the other guys. But Abuka is also out for Ohio State. McCollum is so good, man. And, you know, the reason why I bring that up, it's not just because Don's here and Don's, you know, super chatted, you know, a bunch. I really appreciate your support. Um, I, I I want to bring up Keon because the quarterback for the other team, Peyton Thorne, well, that's who he was throwing to the last couple of seasons. And as you could tell, a lot of quarterbacks look good when they're throwing to Keon Coleman. Uh, he also had Jaden Reed throwing uh, to, and Jaden Reed's had a good year with the Packers as a rookie. Uh, yeah, you are right, Danny. I'm glad you brought that up. Glad you checked me on that. The Washington receiver, a doozy, is is good too. It, both of them are good, honestly. So there you go. Now, here's what we're gonna do. Uh, I would love to keep talking about Florida State. I would love to keep talking about college football, but I do have a film study I do need to start. So in the next five to ten minutes, I'll answer as many questions as you possibly can, especially those that have been patient and you know it gets crazy a little bit earlier. There's an LSU-related qu- question that you want me to answer, let me know. And uh, there you go. Yeah, dude, they're good, man. They're good. TOV, the grill did not need to be clean right now. The live stream can continue. The grill cleaning can go later. All you're doing is getting that dinosaur toothbrush and just scraping. That can wait. That can wait. All right, Jared, we'll see you, man.
Yeah, but I mean, you could carry your phone with you. I'm about to turn in as well. Wifey just got home. It is her birthday. So we have got to eat dinner. She went out to go hang out with her friends. I, I actually ate a little bit earlier. So I went to, told you about my restaurant, Bovines. Bovines and Restaurant Uh Like, I, I'm not much of like an expensive meal kind of person. But their food is so good. Like, I don't mind a $100 tab. Um, so I go to, I, I go to a dinner with my wife like that, probably like two or three times a year. And we like to go big for a birthday. So we went last time, first time I've been there in a while. And I know the owner owner's a really good friend of mine. Um, we go there and it is so phenomenal. I've never not had just elite food there. And they do these Oreo stuffed beignets. I posted a photo on the discord. So if you join the PHL Patreon, you get access to the Discord, and you can go see all this food for yourself. So good. So uh, my wife does not eat sweet. She does not eat anything unhealthy. She goes crazy over those Oreo stepanyes. Crazy. Okay. Now. Uh. I do not. I, I do drive up there quite a bit, though. I, I, I just I just like Rustin. I really do. I mean, I know that sounds crazy, but I just do. Um, now, would I rather uh, live in Baton Rouge? Yeah, sure. Uh, but yeah, Bose is elite. But Rustin honestly has a lot of good restaurants. They just do. Um, and honestly, most Louisiana towns just do have elite restaurants. Yes, of course. Baton Rouge and New Orleans have, have more, but every town has great, great, great restaurants. Chadeau says, I miss TJ Ribs. Now I do defer to Pierce. He met Major Burns' mother tonight. Very cool, Chef. Pretty much every player's mother you meet are like just super nice. Uh, what's up, Sam? Uh, Sam, dude, I know y'all tailgated hard in the paint. It was a beautiful day. Sam, let me know how it was, man. How was the crew? I like Sam's tailgating crew. God, the weather was so perfect today for tailgating to 75 degrees at kickoff. Are you kidding me? No, it's not my dream, though. It's not. There's a lot of benefits of it, but it's not my dream, though. I do, I do like it though. I do, I do like visiting. That's why you know. Uh, yeah, you got to meet the guy. 
I still haven't got to meet the. I still haven't got to, to meet Jaden. I don't know if I deserve to. He's royalty. He'd probably be kind of freaked out. Hey, my bobblehead is in your background at all times. I've not. I've not even touched Jaden's bobblehead. That's like out of a season that he's having. Yeah, that's just as that's what I've heard as well. All right, y'all. This has been a super fun live stream. If you want more access to me, my game grades, which I post first thing in the morning, all that good stuff, join Power Hour LSU on the Patreon. Okay. It's a great thing. Check it out. We'll have our film study out tomorrow night at 8. So. That made sense because it was in Florida. That makes sense. Let's shout out our top super chatters. No surprise here. The great van. Top super chatter of the evening. TJ. Drew. Jared. No surprise, Jared Sibley, TJ, Specialty K, Jesse, Ryan, or Rai, always showing me love. Hits it. Guys, thank you so much. It goes a long way. This is how I make my living is uh, these super chats. It's the truth. Thank you. It goes a long way. And it's power, hour, LSU, boom. Shout out to Parrish Shan. Shout out to Jaden Daniels. Shout out to Harold Perkins. Shout it out, baby. Win this son of a out. Win it out. And let's go to New Orleans for the college football playoff. The weird thing about it, I do want to include this. If LSU is a four seed, they're likely not going to get New Orleans as the college football playoff destination, which hurts my soul. Yeah, Krug, I need to see you more often, man. I enjoyed seeing you tonight. Jess, thank you so much. Yes, they they did punt six times, but we only punted once. It's called dominant football. Shout out to Brian Kelly getting the guys ready to go. And tonight, oh, we're doing Oreo stuffed beignets, baby. Let's ball freaking 